You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. This is the strangest story I have ever heard. Take a seat, grab a drink, and listen to my words. tuning into First, a podcast where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. I'm Spencer. Hey, Spencer. How are you? Oh, I'm great. What's up? Oh, you know, just hanging out, doing stuff, getting ready to talk about some TV shows. Yeah, well, they're not TV shows. They're fucking anime. I don't... (laughs) Okay, sounds like a good hot take. Uh, Are you not a big fan of anime, Spencer? Um, Okay, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm... A big, I'm not a big fan. I am an average fan of anime, but I fucking hate weebs like most Americans. (laughs) So it's a really, really hot balance every year of, okay, how much cool anime am I allowed to watch before I need to cut myself off and wait until next year? Because like, I will push the limit and then draw back. It's like, nope, nope, I hate anime. Get that shit out of my face. I think there's the balances you can... Maybe. You can like a bunch of shows and you can watch a bunch of shows. I think the idea of the quote-unquote weeb are the people who dedicate themselves to it and talk about nothing else and wear all the shirts and have all the merchandise and just really feed into it. And there's just some danger in any in any media consuming your identity. I am surrounded by those fucking people. That's <laughs> why I'm on the lookout for it. That's fair. They, they're, they're fucking everywhere. They're, they're all around me. They're, they're among my, my closest friends and I gotta, I gotta watch out. <laughs> can't have it bite you too yeah because it's like so be like oh did you see this and i'm like yep i saw it and they're like oh well if you saw that you know what other show you would like and i'm like shut up just <laughs> don't they're trying to share their commonalities with you spencer yeah but that doesn't help me <laughs> but what if you're missing out on a really good show yeah but what if it what if it brings me to the brink of like looking at body pillows on ebay oh you don't do that already Yikes. Okay. I was looking for photo references for other general doodles that I do, and they actually have a photo reference, or someone made a photo reference of a body pillow that you could draw, and I was just thoroughly impressed by that. Like, that's just, that's some, that's some thinking. It's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, here's some concept art to make a body pillow. It's like, no, you are doing fan art of a body pillow. <laughs> I don't know. It tickled me. So I guess uh, before we get started, well, we probably should say what show we're, shows we're watching. You made me watch My Hero Academia. Yep. And I forced you to watch Lucky Star. Yep. <laughs> and we will crack into that. But prior to this, I guess, in, and you talking about how you have tried to avoid becoming a total consumed person by anime. What has been your experience? Like, what have been your favorite animes that you have watched? What got you into anime to begin with? Give me, give me your history, your background. Okay, I, I think I've brought it up every single episode of First so far. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is my favorite goddamn anime of all time. Who knew? I, I I only discovered it like two and a half years ago, but hot damn, that is that is my jam. That is everything I like mixed into one fucking show. It is amazing. Netflix is doing a live action that is already shaping up to be a fucking fucking horror from the abyss. Uh but any any good anime gets gets a shitty live action movie, so I think we're this this is a compliment, uh, if if nothing else. I don't know. I didn't watch Naruto. I didn't watch Baruto. I didn't watch any of that fucking trash growing up. I think I'm trying to think. Did you miss out on Full Metal? Nope, because <laughs> I got into that in high school. Okay, I was that's, way, that's way accurate. Late, but I finally went back and watched it, and I watched the original. And then one of my friends was like, you motherfucker, you have to go back because you have to watch the whole show again, but the better version. The Brotherhood and version, I, right? Yep. And I watched it and I'm like, wow, that was better in a lot of places. 
but there are still story beats and story moments from that other one that I preferred. Like, wow, this character is not at all significant in the actual manga, and I feel like they should have been addressed more. Or like, man, the the like the way this scene plays out, I feel like this death is more impactful in the shitty version that didn't care about nothing. Alright. But who cares? Who, but who cares? Who fucking cares? But uh what else? I watched Pokemon growing up as a little baby. Does that That's count though? Anime. Like I I know it's anime, but like does it count in the scale of things? Of course it does. It's anime. Okay, okay. Oh, what else? What else? I won't make a Cory in the house joke. I'm gonna go this whole episode without without calling Cory in the house an anime. Watch <laughs> me do it. I think you just did though. Nope. Okay. Nope, it's not gonna happen. Okay. I right. know people are expecting it, but it's not. <laughs> um fuck. What other what other actual anime do I watch? Um there there must be I watched I was forced. I was forced to watch all of Sword Art Online in oh, one sitting. Oh and god. I tell you, it was fucking garbo. Yeah, it's like, bad. <laughs> there's like cool ideas, but then it's like you're also following the most the most disgustingly written fucking character on on his weird like oh god. He he's the most edge, and then you have to watch him have like creepy underage cyber sex with this like <laughs> troubled girl that has nobody now because of him and uh, oh god it's it's not great <laughs> he he literally wins every single goddamn fight by basically cheating by like the fight starts and again we'll pull it back it's just like role-playing with a shitty fucking writer where it's like okay we all gang up on you and we attack you all at once you fucking die and he's like no i regen health faster than you could do damage to me <laughs> fuck you okay the final boss stabs me through the goddamn heart and actually kills me no the power of love saves me in this fucking video game <laughs> oh god i hate it it was i'm i'm glad i watched it i'm glad i got through the whole first season but holy shit did that not deserve to be like a worldwide sensation for as long as it was well, I don't know. Tokyo Ghoul is cool. Well, it was cool. Yeah. I don't like Attack on Titan. Did you watch? Other anime exists. Uh, Psychopaths? Oh, I did. I felt like that would be one that you kind of would have liked, maybe. I, I kind of liked it because it was, it was like a whole show about like, like old grizzled cops. Your brand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just great because it's, it's another one of the, we talked about this. It's a show about the law. It's all like about the the edgy bad guy at the end of the day. It's about how, you know, the the border between what is law and what is moral and and oh, oh I liked it. What have you watched? Oh jeez. Um okay, so but but ba, ba, besides Pokémon, uh I remember being really little and being mad that Dragon Ball Z came before or after Sailor Moon, one or the other cuz whatever it was, I felt like it interrupted Sailor Moon and all I wanted was to watch Sailor Moon. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember watching Yu Yu Hakusho. I remember watching Code Lyoko, which again it's not CGI anime bullshit. Um, is okay if Code Lyoko is an anime, I watch the shit out of that. I feel like, like for me, it's a category of anime, but I think people might people might fight us on it. Um, well, it it just has to be Japanese animation. Like it, like as so long as it came from Japan, you're good. All right, solid. Uh, I know. I, I just I didn't know that it came from Japan. Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just, I think of Code Lyoko as, like, a part of that Toonami bullshit that was a part of that, what, two, three hours after school? It's, like, from four to six, I think? I don't know. Someone's going to correct me. But, no, I remember, like, probably the most formative thing I've seen was watching Princess Mononoke in third grade. Yep. And yep. falling in love with that. I remember watching that before Kiki's. I did not like Kiki's. And then Spirited Away fucking came out. And who, boy, was that a formative movie for me. I remember sitting there watching it and my dad coming upstairs because, of course, I'd rented it for, like, the third or fourth time at Blockbuster. Rip. And he he was standing behind the couch and looking at me and looking at the movie and looking at me. And he's like, you're going to be an odd kid, aren't you? Like, his exact fucking words. And I looked at him like, yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> like, he just kind of went on his business. Uh, so that was that was definitely setting the stage of my own little oddities that I would come to enjoy. But... 
past that, I I never really was. God, I, I don't think I ever went through a weave phase necessarily. I just really liked cartoons and animation. So if I saw something new at a rental store and my parents would let me watch it, I would. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think also. It's going to be in the future, but Record of Lotus War was one of my very, very, very first. Actually, I think I watched that before Sailor Moon. Hmm. But I remember there was there's stuff that I watch, and I think it might have been called like Vampire Princess or something. I loved it. It was very gory, however, for little fourth grader me. And that's when my mom promptly stopped me watching anime because they didn't know enough to know what to watch. And I remember even mm-hmm. putting on Full Metal Alchemist. My dad just seeing the title was like, you have to change that right now because he thought it was Full Metal Jacket. And he didn't want me watching uh. it. And so they, like, they did a good job of trying to let me watch stuff I wanted to watch, but also wanted to make sure it was appropriate. So it, back then, you didn't really have the vast resource of that information on the internet yet. So it was kind of hit and go. But let's see. I I enjoy the shit out of Ghibli still. Uh, getting Moving forward, trailed off a little bit, just started watching other stuff. And then my, my, my Thunder buddy, Devin, really enjoys anime and he's like hey here's some weird shit let's watch it and a lot of the time it was weird fucking shit but guess what that's my fucking brand now fully Cooly is one of my top favorite animes and i will watch that every goddamn year i still need to finish up this the second new season that they made i liked it for the most part i just didn't have a chance to to finish it he showed me madoka which has ruined me on magical girl anime for forever in the best possible way and um Welcome to NHK. I think those were like the three big ones that he showed me that I was like, oh man, anime can be so much more than what it is. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it just, it can be really impactful and have really good stories. Of course, then again, he would show me, I couldn't even tell you, maybe Pony Boy, Golden Pony, something like that. And it's just about a guy ogling girls. I'm like, dude, you're fucking weird. <laughs> um, but I love Devin and he's he's a fucking treat. So I, I don't dive head first into it. Usually I'll see something on TV and be like, Man, maybe, maybe. And the last one I went maybe to was Host Club, which I did enjoy the shit out of, but not Host Club is great. <laughs> I, I, it is so, it has a, ma- a big cast, it has an interesting story. It should have been continued on, but the stuff like I see, like I, I look at Fairy Tale and think maybe, but I'm just really worried. I'm really worried that I'll, I'll get sucked into something that just isn't that good. So sword art, I think that's where maybe my maybe started being a little sketch. I'm like, wow, this looks really cool. And then you have to bang chicks to get your energy back. That's fucking weird. It's yeah. weird, man. So so yeah, I don't I don't watch a whole lot anymore. Devin's pretty good about finding stuff. It's like, hey, you want to cry? Watch this. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. But that's that's kind of my experience as I rambled on and on. The reason I wanted to talk about our experience in particular and our probably vastly different opinions than what the popular media says, which is kind of the gimmick of this show. I don't want people who really enjoy anime to listen to this and think we are actually a fucking experts on anything. In fact, I'm oh, going yeah. to, to bastardize names, and I'm so sorry. I tried looking it up on Google, so I'm going to try and not be the whitest person in the world about it. But our opinions are very likely not to be your opinions, and that's a-okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I um, Just just to say, I know, I know, and this was something that I was going to bring up, but as long as we're on the topic, just to add on to it, like... Anime podcasts are totally a thing. They're a big thing. And there is, like, etiquette to how you run through them and what oh, Jesus. you pay credit to. <laughs> and it's like, we oh, are no. not that. Oh, no. We are, we are watching shows. We are, we are just watching an episode and just seeing how it landed. Nothing else. This no. isn't an expose. <laughs> this, is, this is our gut reaction to the first shitty episodes of a TV show. I didn't know there was an etiquette, so we're really gonna fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I should have. I should have looked it up. I didn't think it. I mean, I should have. I honestly, I should have known, but I didn't. So, with that said, our experience aside, our opinions aside, who should go first? I feel like mine is going to be much shorter than usual, so I could go first. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you say that, Spencer. Lucky Star is filled with details and important plot. So Lucky Star, (laughs) it's a 2007 anime, ran for 24 episodes. It is based off of a manga, as most anime is. Um, So the show, it was directed by a man, I'm assuming, named, okay, Yutaka Yamamoto. I think that's right. Sounds right. Sounds good, man. It was adapted from the page by a man named, hmm, Taoku Mishida? 
Okay. Maybe, maybe that's how you say that name. And the original manga was written by a man named... Okay, I'm going to have to look this up again, because that, that is chicken scratch. <laughs> Kagami? You know what? I think... I think... Yup. No, that's just uh, Yoshimi. And there's like squiggles at the end for some reason. Kagami Yoshimi. I don't know what those scribbles are. I must have like dropped a pencil or something. Those, <laughs> those, there's no way that that's writing. I mean, you could just wow. check it. Google it. Nope, fuck that. So, the story, <laughs> as it stands, it... Oh, God, how do I even start this? I don't know, it, man. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> it focuses sort of on a high school girl named Kona. And it's just her going through the life of a high school girl in Japan, sort of, with her friends. And it's... So the original manga were like these... Because it wasn't, I don't think it was manga. I think it was um, manga in the sense that it was comics, but manga, um, they were four page comic or four panel comics compiled together. Okay. Um, so you're, you're making scenes out of like a Garfield comic, essentially. <laughs> um, they were a bit more detailed than that, but still like the premise is the same. So it's every episode is a bunch of those compiled together. So, like, how the original manga was just those things compiled into, like, a small book. So, yeah, we... Gosh. Gosh. Yeah, so I think Alex knew. <laughs> I think Alex recommended this, not because she thought it was good, but because she knew that the first ten minutes of this show are a bunch of girls arguing about weird ways to fucking eat these, these random snacks. Like... <laughs> It's them, like, offering up their philosophy on, this is how you should eat a popsicle. This is how you should eat a funnel cake. This is how you should eat a cupcake. And it's like, they're just going through. And it's like, nothing changes. It's just ten minutes of that. Ten minutes of, of these women offering up their weird, bizarre ways to ingest these perfectly normal meals that you wouldn't have to think about. You could just eat them. But, ah. Uh, and what gets me too is just that they're so calm about it. It's as a comparison to you and I, who will just start yelling at each other like immediately, like a light switch. These guys are really calm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. No, this is how I eat it. How do you eat it? Oh, I eat it like this. How about you? It's so polite. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have to be you're in school. If not, I think they like shoot you out of a cannon or whatever they do in Japan. So at the very least, they make you stand in the hall, and it's it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, God. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's just, <laughs> I was trying to narrow down what it felt like. It sort of felt like, because it was, it was written by, you know, a guy, because obviously it was. It's about a bunch of pretty, you know, teenage gals in high school and like what their lives must be like being, you know, cool and out there in tomboys. So it, it it's like just this guy using characters to like express points. There's, like, a lot of random things that he just throws in there. Like, how you shouldn't wear glasses because glasses technically, like, aren't as good for you as contacts. And it's just, like, this random, like, Snapple fact that he throws in there. And he does that again and again and again and again. I don't know how much of that was, like, the original comic, but, like, it's weird. They're just, like, these loose scenes that are just these girls talking. <laughs> like... That's it. That's the fucking show, man. That's the whole show. <laughs> it's just these, these, like, not even over-characterized. Like, they have, like, they have, like, quirks to them. But, like, they're just a bunch of teenage girls talking. And they just talk about stuff, and they just bring up random facts. And just have weird conversations. And, like, they, they just, they don't even touch on, like, sensitive topics. They're just talking. They're just having conversations. And it's like, eh. Ah. And it's like, it's similar to Nietzsche Joe, which is something that we've both seen to various bits and pieces. And that is off the walls. That is like over characterization to the point where like sometimes people pull out guns and shoot each other. And it's like, it, yeah, it, it's like comparing that to this. This is just snippets of these weird girls living their lives. And there's no payoff. There's no joke. It's just that. like. They're not building up to anything. Nope. It's just, here you go. This, this is what you wanted. And 
It's not that I didn't like it. It was fine. It's just, it's so different than anything I've fucking seen before. <laughs> because it's just that. And I don't know what the market audience for that is. Like, uh, not to say that I didn't like it, but I would have never sought this out on my own. I don't know how I would have fucking found this. All the episodes are on YouTube. Like, apparently, like, they just, like, it's one of those animes where, like, Japan just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> or, like, the, the publishing company isn't, like, super strict about it. So it's like, nope, they're all just on YouTube. Like, fucking go nuts. Watch our thing. Um, I think there might be a reason, but I need to Google it. So one moment. Good. Go for it. I know how I found Lucky Star. And that was back in the day when I hung out on 4chan. Great. Yeah. Um, I remember there was just some big dumb meme about it. And I think that's how, like, it got really popular over here. Was fucking... I have a whole rant about 4chan in itself, about how 4chan wasn't always such a shithole. But that's not this podcast. <laughs> Literally, okay, know your meme. Thanks, knowyourmeme.com. Summary. Lucky Star is a slice-of-life manga and anime series detailing the daily lives of four Japanese high school girls. The series has garnered a large fan base in both Japan and in the West due to its comedic style and references to other anime. And that's it. That's all it fucking says. Uh, I think Kona was a huge figurehead like got, that got used a lot in 4chan just because she was like that chill gamer girl that, you know, a bunch of grown-ass men were creaming over. Well, yeah, because it sounds like she was written by a grown-ass man for that purpose. Mm -hmm. But what's cool, I guess, uh, on, on my side of things is seeing that character and be like, oh, hey, that's fucking me. <laughs> yeah. Like, the very first line she has is like, why would I join after school clubs when I have shit to watch? Like, I'm like, hey, I feel you, girl. Yup. And so it's not like she's written to be over the top or super, I don't know, sometimes you know how gamer girls can be characterized. And yeah. just For me, I think she's really believable. And a lot of the girl characters are kind of strangely believable. They have their tropes, like, right, there's the smart one. There's your fucking gamer one. There's the one that's... I'm not sure if she's quite too sundry or not, but she's the one that's sick in bed and her little sister. I just, I don't know. I, I thought that they, since there isn't really a plot to drive their character, their characters are pretty flat, but they're simple. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. it's not bad. It's just simple. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's really lighthearted. When I was watching it, and again, well, I remember when it was even in the, the, the meme on 4chan and it was going around. I think Devin was the one was like, hey, this is actually an anime. Haha, ha, you should watch it. And then I watched it all night. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's... I enjoyed it. It's not bad. It's just fun to have on in the background where it's knowing that it, it's a bunch of four panel comics slammed into an episode. That makes so much sense about the pacing and the jokes and the rhythm. Yep. And I like that it's pretty tongue in cheek where, again, they're, they're talking about Snapple facts, right? But one of them is, is two girls talking about how, oh, yeah, I slept in and I'm wearing my pajamas. And other girls like, oh, you're wearing your pajamas? They don't look like pajamas. Oh, yeah, they are. And it's just really dull fucking conversation that you would pass by anyone having. And the girl that's sick is just kind of looks over. She's like, when's the fucking punchline going to happen? And it's like, yeah, that's exactly they that show knew what it was doing of, yeah. of saying like, yeah, no, we know we're pointless, but we're going to have fun with it. <laughs> so I, uh, I recommended it knowing how how potentially awful it is. I think that's probably maybe the meanest one I've suggested so far. And maybe the meanest one I've suggested in the entirety of this season, like what I have planned to tell you to do. So that, there's that. At least I'm not making you watch a whole bunch of bad shows on purpose. It's just this one that I could not resist. <laughs> I mean, I like that's the thing. Like, it wasn't terrible. I liked it just <laughs> fine. It was just like looking at it and trying to think like, where did this come from? Why is this so? I don't know. Are you going to watch Gosh. more of it, Spencer? Honestly, I doubt it. I, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, of all the things you have left to watch, are you going to spend time on Lucky Star? And the answer is probably not. Like, just, like, I think I got it. I think I watched the first episode and I got it. And I think I can appreciate it for what it is. But I feel like I already have stuff in that category. Like, I, I already have Nichijo. I already have, you know... I don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it, maybe. It's one of those shows, again, seriously, you could throw on... Because, on, it's, again, it's on YouTube, right? Just throw it up. Yeah. And then game. You don't even have to fucking watch it. It's not like the animation is super stellar. It's, it's yeah, not they bad. They just stand there. Yeah. It's just, the, it's just them having conversations. Like, yeah. So because most of the shows are just dialogue, I had to look at who the voice actresses were. Of course. And this is not anything new. But holy shit. Like, I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you the actual reasons, but it's always sort of seemed to me like 
So it seems like the companies that dub anime have their sort of favorites, like here are their Mm go-tos. So I imagine these are voice actors and actresses that don't get paid super well, but they get brought back again and again and again and again and again. So I didn't look at everybody. I just looked at Kona, the main (laughs) girl, and she is played by Wendy Lee, who is in like a hundred fucking things a year. (laughs) So going back to Cowboy Bebop, she was fucking Faye Valentine. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she she was, like, one of my favorite goddamn, like, anime ladies of all time. And, like, these people have range. <laughs> like, I, I did not put that together, but she's been in, like, like, all these things that I have no fucking idea about, but she's in a lot of them. And I went through all the cast, and it's the same for all of them. It's not like, oh, they've been in, like, two other things. It's like, no, they've been in a thousand fucking things of this very specific genre. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the question, and I I say this as just as a a prompt, I guess, more than anything else. Do you prefer subs or dubs? Ooh, that depends. Okay. Yeah, it depends on, like, the the quality of the cast. It depends on, like, it's like you're watching My Hero. My Hero, I generally prefer the dub and we'll get into that there's actually like like story reasons but recently there was an actual big fight and um yeah the uh the character who plays um the mean boy bakugo (laughs) i like his voice actor in the dubs but there is a moment where he actually has to break down and fucking cry and the japanese voice actor nailed that scene so hard that i actually teared up and then i watched because i was watching it and like you have to watch the subs ahead of the dubs and i didn't want to be like late on it um but then i watched it again in the english version and i feel like his range just wasn't good enough to make it seem like he was actually having a moment Mm -hmm. it felt like he was just raging out again whereas like if you listen to the sub it feels like he's actually dropping everything to just like freak out because he's a fucking child yeah and this is not okay everything that he's been through so yeah there's moments where it's like i switch in and out typically funimation does a really good job they have like whole studios like dedicated to getting like names on their projects like they'll pull troy baker in for lots of anime Mm -hmm. like they did that with full metal full metal is great full metal i i would never watch the sub because i just i love the the voice actors too much like they they do a good job for the most part. Like side characters, fuck them. Like they'll 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 be trash, whatever. But like, um, typically, just for convenience, just so I can actually look at what's happening on screen, it's dubs. All right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've only seen one show in subs. Otherwise, I always do dubs. Mm. And the one show, the one show I did with subs was House Club. <laughs> And there's no real rhyme or reason to it. I think I maybe just had a kick of what what does this sound like? What with like the original voice actors? And I got sucked in. I have not done that with anyone else. It just happened to work for that show. Otherwise, I'm like, nah, I don't feel like reading today. Give me the dubs. <laughs> I I like to do too much stuff when I'm watching TV. Inevitably if I'm if I'm watching TV, I'm doing two or three other things at the same time. Cause multitasking totally works. <laughs> like today, I was working on a website while watching My Hero Academia. It's fine. It's good. But uh, yeah, so I I tend to enjoy the dubs. And I just, I remember being in high school, maybe someone accusing me of like, oh my God, you don't, you don't watch subs? What's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. Why would I when there's dubs? Like for me, it's so obvious as an English speaker that had no intention of learning Japanese. Like, why, why would I? If they offer it, why would I? It's, it's easier. I, I can focus on other, that's a big thing. It's like, especially in anime, like where you have to be watching the screen and seeing what's happening. I don't want to be flashing my eyes up and down and up and down just to, like, understand plot and understand setting. Like, Mm -hmm. I think with some anime, like, I think Host Club would have been a fine thing to do the sub. Because, like, they're never really doing much. They're walking around to being pretty, but, like... So, so pretty. But, yeah, like, My Hero, there's things where it's, like, you have to see that this character just, like, switched his, like, his footing or like did all these like slight things and it's like you're not gonna fucking catch that there's no way the human brain you have to have like you and a spotter like somebody's reading the text and the other person's looking at the screen you're like passing info back and forth <laughs> and i mean clearly people do it i obviously they do it it's just i'm lazy and i don't want to put that much effort into a tv show i think i tried watching madoka with subs 
And again, even though I've seen that show a lot and I ball every time, I still don't watch it with subs because I enjoy the art so much. I don't want to miss out on any kind of transitions. I really like Madoka. Okay, so I never finished Madoka. I know. Because that was one you recommended to me. Does it get to a point where you're bawling? Okay, so the first like six episodes are as a lot of that kind of slice of life buildup of, oh, am I going to be a magical girl? Am I? I don't know. And when shit hits the fan, dude, shit hits the fucking fan. Okay. It takes the genre, it twists it on its head, and it's like, now deal with it, motherfucker. And it's shit that like I have a hard time to bring out of, oh man, but what if the same theory applied to Sailor Moon? What if the same theory applied to Card... Captura? I never watched it. But like any, any any of the Magical Girl genres, like what if you apply this theory to it? And all Magical Girl shows get very, very sad if you apply that theory to it. So I thought okay. they did a magnificent job. Uh, and then also one of my big uh, emotional triggers is the power of friendship. So that gets hit hard. So there's that to consider too. That Oh man, just you wait. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you fucking wait. I think I might have a, a, a whole spiel to yell at you about that. Good. <laughs> so I guess that's probably a good segue for me to start talking about My Hero Academia. Yes. Yes? Okay. You sound excited. I, I don't even know if you're going to like it or not. I just want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> so My Hero Academia, which has a more proper name, but that's what we Americans call it. Yep. Because why, why would we not call it the American thing? I'm trying to figure out the Boku no Hero Academia would be yep. the, the full name of it. And it was directed by Kenji Nagasaki, who's really only experience is with My Hero Academia. I think I saw maybe one other show on it, but that that was his primary credit. And then also Takuro Tsukata, who did Snow White with Red Hair, which I saw that one pop up a few different times when looking up cast member stuff. So I feel like it must be a big deal. I, I say that like wincing, knowing someone's like, oh my god, you haven't seen Snow White with the red hair? There's only so much media that I can consume any given point, guys. <laughs> I do podcasts. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, and then the writers, the one who wrote the manga is Kohei Horikoshi, Horikoshi, I think. I think that's right. And the one who wrote, helped write the show was Yosu Kuroda. And this made me smile real, real big because Kuroda also wrote High School of the Dead, which I enjoy the fuck out of. As, yeah, you do. <laughs> as fanservice as it is, I enjoy it. I'm very mad there's not more of it. And also, they wrote Trigun. So, hey, at least a few episodes of Trigun. So that like seems to be the main big person they had on their team. Everyone else seemed pretty concentrated. Like, hey, no, we, we were signed on to do My Hero. And that's it. So I don't know. I don't know anything about anime. And I wonder how common that is. Like, we've been talking about a lot of American shows, about how people just really differentiate and they spread out. And I, I know that the anime industry is kind of fucked up and how hard it treats people and their, their artists and how hard they, they'll push, push, push. But then the media gets backed up. So they'll push out a season super fast and then it'll be five years before they get another one. Or the, the, the manga's too slow. And it's just, I know there's a lot of complications that go into it. So I don't know if that's why they have a smaller concentrated crew or not. Someone knows. Let, inform me. Send me a link. Google it for me. Anyways, so the anime came out in 2016, and it's still running, which is pretty cool. Uh, and Spencer, I believe you told me to watch the first two episodes, not just the first episode. Yep. So I did that. <laughs> uh, okay. Each episode was 25 minutes long. The original, the, the very first pilot being Izuku Midoriya Origin, and then episode two, What It Takes to Be a Hero. So... Guys, if you haven't seen My Hero Academia, if you're like me and have been living under a fucking rock, here we go. Grandma style storytelling. Yeah. It opens up with a fucking panel of kindergartners picking on a group of like, some kids. And then we see our main character being like, I'm going to fuck you up, even though I don't have powers. And they're like, ha ha, fucking dare you. And these group of bullies pick on this kid without superpowers. Superpowers? Question mark. They call them quirks, quote unquote quirks. And like... 80% of society has a quirk. And what's cool is that these quirks kind of vary on a scale. They're not all superhuman. Or, like, they're not all save the world powers. You find out that Izuku's mom can levitate small objects. And that's it. Like, that's the extent of her power. At least as explained in the first two episodes. I think they said that his dad can swallow fire or something. So, like, just these really minute quirks that, well, you have it. Doesn't mean you're going to be a superhero. 
And being a superhero in this world is kind of a big fucking deal. It's like you become a celebrity that while the government is trying to adjust the world for, for laws now pertaining to people with quirks, that the heroes are like, well, there's still bad guys happening. And there's worse bad guys happening because now bad guys have superpowers. So it's your typical in the sense of Marvel Universe is that you have, if you're going to have supervillains, you're going to have superheroes, you're going to have people trying to save the day. But they're also kind of government funded. So the more popular you are, the better, the stronger you are, the more you get paid. And it's a big deal if you start fucking up because then you'll start losing money. And then you're just someone with a quirk that can't, like, that doesn't get paid. Which I thought to be fascinating, and I'll probably touch on later in the sense of identifying celebrityism, and particularly in cultures like Japan and Korea where, like, K-pop stars are huge. Like, we'll get there. So, So then, like, the next scene we transition to is that we see Izuku all grown up. And watching some superheroes save the day from a big bad supervillain. And again, these people, these civilians are kind of hanging around like, oh man, I guess it's another supervillain. I better call work letting them know I'll be late. Like it's super casual, and which is funny as hell. Because again, for them, it would be totally normal at this point. They mentioned like his mom is a fourth generation quirk owner or something like that. So that's four generations of, of people that have gone through. And had superpowers and that the world has adjusted to. So yeah, of course. Oh yeah, I'm going to be late to the train. Hey work, there's a big supervillain. And the boss being like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> don't you wish you could just call work now and be like, hey, there's a supervillain superhero fight happening right now. I'm going to be late. That'd be a cool ass excuse. But <laughs> Izuku here is like taking notes frantically about all the heroes. And like a new hero approaches. Her name is Mount Lady or Mountain Lady. And... They also do a good job being tongue-in-cheek in in the sense of she comes on screen and it's just her and her fucking spandex outfit and a great ass at a group of photographers coming in going, money shot, money shot, money shot. And it's like, oh, you you know what you're doing. I see you. At least it's not just there and no context. So he, Izuku, is writing notes because someday, even though he does not have a quirk, because he's a little kid that got his ass kicked in the very beginning, he's determined he's going to be a hero. And if he's just determined enough, at some point he'll get his quirk and it'll be A-okay. I'm shaking my head. It's not going to be okay. This poor kid. The rest of this show really involves him being picked on by classmates who are saying that he's worthless and defenseless and awful and that he wants to apply to this really elite school for superheroes because they just recently got rid of their rule that you have to have a quirk to go there. And bad guy, bad. I just called him angry kid the entire time. Yep. <laughs> but is it Bakugo? Pa- Bakugo? Bakugo. Yep. Bakugo. You got it. Okay, cool. I'm just going to call him angry kid. So <laughs> angry kid is just fucking relentless about torturing this poor kid because somehow him izuku applying for the school invalidates angry kids own the powers somehow somehow it's almost like he has a really 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 fragile superiority complex weird huh and i'm sure it's not a commentary on society whatsoever (laughs) at least it could be (laughs) And, and God, what was the other thing that talking about quirks? I, I wrote it down because I thought it was hilarious. That you can tell if someone's going to develop quirks by their pinky bones and their toes. Yep. And I'm like, how high were you? <laughs> well, that was your reason. Like, hmm, yes, I think people with superpowers only have one joint in their pinky toe. It's so fucking specific. Yep. I ate it up. It was great. And then also goes into the thing of like, but that's correlation. Just because most people have one joint doesn't mean that it's 100% true. Like, what kind of fucking science is that? That's dumb. That's bad science, in my opinion. So Izuku is leaving school and he gets tackled by a supervillain who ends up being a really bad supervillain. He's like just this big gelatinous glob that is able to suck fluids or the power force from people. And he's bad and gross looking and bad. And just when the day seems to be like he's going to die or whatever. His number one superhero, All Might, comes around the corner and saves the fucking day. Captures the yeah, villain. He does. <laughs> and like this is this this All Might character is someone that he was fucking obsessed with as a kid, like wanted to grow up to be just like him. And the news of hearing that he'll never have a quirk fucking demolished Izuku in a way. Still like, he has this inspiration of I'm gonna do it to prove everybody wrong. Again, I have a soft spot for that shit and we'll touch on it. But I feel like a lot happened in two episodes, so I'm trying to rapid fly. So he tries to get a signature uh, from, from this hero. Hero gives it. And then he's like, okay, kid, I'm out of here. But Izuku's like, wait, no, I have questions. And as All Might jumps into the sky to fly, Izuku fucking hops on and is flying with his superhero and is terrified, of course. And the superhero's like, what the fuck are you doing? I like my fans, but what the fuck is this? And then you see All Might cough and there's a little bit of blood. And he's like, oh, no, this isn't good. Of course not. You're playing from the mouth, fucker. What do you expect? <laughs> They land on a rooftop, and as 
Izuku is like getting ready to ask questions. You see All Might transform back to his normal version, and his normal version looks a little bit different. <laughs> All Might is a big, beefy, tall, uh, I think Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist kind of guy. And when he transforms, he's this scrawny, looks more like L from Death Note, except more gaunt. Very, very good character design. Comparison-wise, amazing. And actually, throughout the entire show, I thought, wow, all the characters just have a really good, unique silhouette and character design. And here is this guy who is just kind of sick and tired and wants to be our hero, but can't because he got injured five years ago in a fight, his respiratory system's all fucked up, and he can only be a superhero for like three hours out of a day. So he has to be very concentrated when he's going to try and save the day. Meanwhile, All Might has been known to be this number one superhero for a very long time. Probably, what, like, 10 years-ish, I think? That's, like, the, the vibe yeah. I get off of the age of, of Izuku. And mm-hmm. he's, like, your, he's your Superman, right? Just everyone worships him and thinks he's the greatest. And there he is, this frail, frail, kind of older guy, now unable to perform. <laughs> um, and, of course, Izuku's like, well, hey, uh, I don't have a quirk, but can I be a hero? And he's like, nah, dude. You have to have a quirk because not all supervillains or all not all supervillains can be defeated by normal means. You usually need a quirk to defeat supervillains. So you can't be a hero, superhero, but try to be a cop instead. You know, have some realistic goals. If you don't have a quirk, there's still ways you can help people, even if it's not the way you want it. Which I thought was a really interesting note. It wasn't him just saying, "Nah, kid, get out of here." Yeah, like, I was like, "Fuck you." It's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm basically powerless and I suck. So there's no way you could do anything. Go be a cop. I have a lot of good friends who are cops. Like, that's that's an awesome goal for you, kid. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just, I feel like a lot of those scenes get up like, no, you're a worthless piece of shit. And here's this hero being like, just be realistic, kid. Do something that you can actually no. do to help people. I'm like, that's a good message. Like, know your, know your limits. I still have a soft spot. Again, we'll get there. Uh, and so that's when All Might realizes, oh, shit, the little bottle that I held the gel goo villain is gone. And we flash over to fucking Anger Kid and his two goons. And he accidentally releases the goop and it gets captured by the goop. Supervillain time. We see our characters split off as far as All Might and Izuku goes. And Izuku is going through this whole spiel of, man, I'm so dumb. How could I ever convince myself that I could do this? Man, I just, I've always known it. And just kind of really talking down to himself. But then we see All Might approach the scene of this gel grossness. And we're seeing a bunch of superheroes come in too. And that's like the other thing is that you see a bunch of different kinds of characters and they all have, I'm sorry, they all have really dumb names. <laughs> Death oh, yeah. Arms, um, All Might. Those are like the only two I really remember. But I just remember hearing like, man, those aren't good. That's just like, hey, what do you got? I got some strong, strong arms. Yeah, would you say they're yeah. deathly? Okay. Death Arms. Okay, cool. Death Arm. <laughs> they're they're going to touch on that when all the characters have to pick their hero names. But it's like, there have been thousands and thousands of heroes before them. True. All of the names have been fucking taken. I guess that makes sense. It's like, what, sports it's, where you can't take someone else's number? It's... you. So you can, but you have to, like, specifically be, like, paying homage to them. Oh. So it's like, people just try to come up with their own thing, but most people are not creative. Most people are fucking dumb. <laughs> most people don't have an artistic sense. So they just, like... Pick a dumb goddamn name in a dumb costume and just fucking go. That makes me feel better. I'm glad that it's addressed and that's not me just being yeah, a totally. a dumb white girl. It's like, this is dumb. Why don't they have better names? Like, I just... <laughs> no, you picked up on it immediately. It's stupid. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, the thing is, these superheroes are having a really hard fucking time defeating this this gel thing. This is like a real bona fide supervillain, which you get the vibe that not a lot of those come around very often. Like the big iconic supervillains just don't come around very often. And then you see All Might in his weak form being like, oh God, I'm so pathetic. And I thought the juxtaposition of both of these characters not having powers, but in like in different ways was really interesting. And that I, I hope what gets addressed further is the idea of people who get put on pedestals no longer being able to perform still being held yep. to those standards and yep. i'm gonna say being a superhero is gonna be a lot different than being an english or like an honor student but here's the thing as an honor student that shit sucked being a going from what honors english honors science honors math and then barely scraping by by the end with an honors english like that shit sucked being like oh yeah you're really smart so you should be able to perform all the time right nah man nah i, I just i can't I, I physically can't i'm 16 year old girl what the fuck do you expect so yeah we have these people who have these superpowers that they just are expected to perform all the time and so if that's your identity if that's your identity to be all might 
I could only imagine. And so I really liked that they touched on, and so soon too. It wasn't like he's just some dark, gritty superhero. It's just that, no, he's going through some emotional fucking trauma after learning and discovering that his limits are are shrinking, which I'm guessing a lot of people don't think about, particularly as they grow up. Mm-hmm. So uh, Zuko ends up showing up and he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going to be more sad. And then he finds out it's Angry Boy who's in the fucking gel. And he's like, oh shit, I got to save him. And just takes off. Doesn't think, just takes off. And this is the point where I was like, what the fuck is Spencer doing to me? This is this is the shit that gets me fucked up. So I go back to watch that scene all the fucking time. I don't, it's just, it's just a good choreographed scene. <laughs> I, it is well done. And I like that, well, as he's running, he's like, okay, I don't have superpowers, but what can I do? And he thinks like, okay, so-and-so did this thing with this ability. So he's able to translate it on the spot of how he can be a muggle about it but still uses similar yep. things so, like he's able to be like okay so i need to extend my limbs but i can't do that so i'm gonna whip my backpack instead yeah it's not gonna be as useful as a superpower but he's able to kind of think on his feet like that and then he's clawing at the goo trying to get this kid out and saying i couldn't just stand there and let you die and i'm like oh my god that's second episode yep. i can't do this <laughs> uh all might is inspired by Izuku's fucking idiocy. <laughs> uh, and of course, all the other heroes are like, what are you doing? Because the other heroes at this point are very specific. And oh, hey, I'm made out of wood. I can't be around fire. Oh, hey, I'm so big. My my only weakness, I can't walk down a one lane road. Like they, they all have this moment of like, we have these quirks, but we have our limitations too. And then they're all just standing there like, okay, well, we can't do anything about this goo. We'll wait till someone shows up. And like, and they're fucking idle animation. <laughs> waiting for the right hero and i think that's really interesting too that they all recognize like hey we can't be the one to save the day all the time there's gonna be someone who matches this like a like a puzzle piece to help save everybody and that they're kind of cool with that at least in that moment and they're just like well the best we can do is just make sure more people don't get hurt that's that's all we can do so uh all my inspired by izuku's heroic deeds realizes there's more to being a hero than a quirk and that sometimes you have to put your life on the line and he transforms, even though he probably shouldn't transform again, and goes in, gives a big speech to Zuku saying, you've taught me the way, and kicks the jelly's ass. Everyone's like, it's All Might, that's amazing. And then here's the other thing, is that he punched the jelly so hard, he changed the fucking weather, which I'm curious about if that's actually what All Might did, or if that's maybe what Izuku did. Who knows? I'm sure I'll find out. So, Do you want the answer? Yeah. Okay. He punched so hard. That he created friction in the air in such an isolated spot that it drew wind to it and it basically condensed the clouds and created rain. That sounds it so is, fucking dumb. <laughs> it is something that fucking, like, like nuclear bombs do. Gotcha. Okay. Like, yeah. He, he is strong man then. Gotcha. He is, he is, he's not, like, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Like, beyond strong. <laughs> So the the scene resolves and the heroes are yelling at Izu- uh, Izuku, being like, you're an idiot, corkless kid. What were you thinking? But then they're praising the kid who was stuck in the goo. Like, oh, man, you got some superpowers. I can't wait. And that made me so mad. It made me so yep. goddamn mad. I'm like, that kid did nothing. And that's not necessarily his fault because he was the victim. But wow, we what a fucking I just. Oh, OK, I. <laughs> I just get really emotional about it because I feel like that happens too often to people between different genders, between different age groups. Like, I feel like we yep. hold these these standards to people that we shouldn't hold standards to. And it makes me really mad. Just like clue flames on the side of my face. I know I can't give a coherent speech about it. It just made me really mad. And I know they did it on purpose. I know it wasn't them being like, oh, we don't care about this. Like, I know it was done on purpose, but I'm still mad because yep. that's what that scene's meant to do. And then that fucking angry kid has the right to chase after fucking Izuku afterwards and be like, what, you think you're better than me? It's like, yo, asshole, say thank you. He saved your fucking life. Stop being a prick. God damn it. I do not like that kid. And okay, with my psychology background, I'm going to guess if you're a bully, that means there's something happening in your life that makes your life really hard. So you have to establish control and some kind of sense of power in another way. But I still fucking hate it. You are exactly <laughs> fucking right. I know shit, Spencer. <laughs> you are you are once again super on the ball. <laughs> the reason I like this show is for the characters, because it, it's not just about Izuku. Once you get to the school, it's about everybody. But like, 
Bakugo ends up becoming this really, really, really fucking interesting character where he is a fucking monster, but he's not a monster for no reason. And, like, he he is, like, the strong one. He has a super great fucking quirk. He just creates explosions out of his sweat. Like, fucking rad. <laughs> but, like, they do a lot with that. They do a lot with that, like, living up to expectations and what expectations you set for yourself and establishing control over your own life. And, well, what happens when you can't do that anymore? And I feel like that maybe oh, is, is a story trope that's really popular in anime because that's a really important thing in Japanese culture. The idea that you have expectations set in front of you and that you have to meet mm-hmm. them. We're in um, America. We're kind of like our parents are, you can be whatever you want to be, but please don't be a rock star. Please, please yep. be a doctor. But, you know, we, we, we have a little bit more freedom in our fate than in other cultures. And so I can see why that's a common trope that we see of being angry that you can't ever prove yourself enough, that you can't ever be good enough from people from a society that's expecting you to be the best that you can and then go further. Oh, yeah. So so he yells at him, and then like, as, as Izuka turns around again, All Might shows up and gives us a nice little speech again of how he inspired him. And he, what was the line? Um, what makes a hero is that the, like, the great heroes in our, in, that we've ever seen is that their bodies move before they have a chance to think. And that's what you did. And so I take it back. You too can become a hero. And then you see Izuka crying because... Back when his when he found out that he couldn't have superpowers and he asked his mom, like, hey, everything's going to be okay, right? The only response she had as she's sobbing is, you know, I'm sorry, I, could, I can't change it. I'm sorry this is the only way it can be. And there's a kind of a recurring line of, like, I, you could have said literally anything else and it would have been better. Like, that's not what I wanted to hear. And then there's this, his, his number one hero saying, you too can become a hero. And the, the very last line of episode two is him saying... I forgot to mention this, by the way. Uh, this is a story about how I become the world's greatest superhero. So it really sets a nice, good tone. I'm glad I watched both. Uh, I yep. I would have been fine watching just the one, but I think the the two of them do give it a nice, complete sense like of what's going to happen. Yeah. So so that's the thing watching it and like introducing it to people is because my friend group is like, oh, I just skipped episode four because that's when they're actually at the school doing stuff, and it's like, but the some of the best scenes are in episode two and that establishes why you want to care about any of these characters. Like season one is like, okay, who are they? But, or episode one. Um, but I feel like the cutoff on you can't be a hero. And also I'm a ghoul. Like I, I feel like it's um not as strong as the, you, you can be a hero too. Mm-hmm. Season three is kind of, or episode three, goddamn, is sort of lumped in with that. Um, with that arc but it's more like okay it's how are you going to get into that school how are we going to actually make you a hero Mm -hmm. and that's pretty good but that wasn't like you don't need that for like the setup i thought two was like the most important for like getting started Mm -hmm. but yeah i definitely felt like like they're all good but i felt like you'd have a better impression if you had seen both of them because it, it, it is like a continuation of that origin because otherwise Izuku is just that kid who cries a lot which like, I <laughs> what what is it? I I'm a bit of a crybaby and I eat a lot. Fucking usagi, whatever. Yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just I really liked it. It's a strong setup. I can see why people like it. I know I want to talk a little bit about celebrityism, and I just I want to touch on it because once again I don't know a lot about it, but I feel like it's important to note, even with little bit I do know about how important yep. celebrities are in cultures. And then so now you have a celebrity that also has a, a responsibility to the public. It's not just, yep. oh, hey, look at that superstar. Look at that idol who we all worship. No, this is someone who is a celebrity, plus they have to save the day every day. Otherwise, they're gonzo, which I'm going to guess also that they touch on that at some point, like what happens when you can no longer perform. But yeah, I just, it's something that really struck out at me at the very beginning, that first five minutes, six minutes of that episode of wow, okay, cool. That's a really interesting concept that not only are, are superheroes superheroes, but like everyone knows them and they have merch and that they have to almost like have a PR to make sure that they can continue doing the good stuff. And it fascinated me, fascinated me. And then like you, I looked into the voice actors and yeah, I also realized these people do a lot of work, a lot of work. And it's because voice acting does pay shit. <laughs> Unless you're yeah. like a Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, people who do it for a living living and not that these people don't but once you get big you start making a little bit more money yeah and i i have seen some anime i'm not super huge into it but inevitably whenever i look up a cast member from an anime i'm like i bet i've heard them somewhere else and boy have i 
So Azuka was played by Justin Brenner. Again, this is the dub, obviously. As I've mentioned, yep. I do dubs. And I actually don't know anything he's he's done. He, him and who played Bakugo, whose uh, voice actor name is Clifford Chapin. They're both relatively yep. new. They started maybe in 2008, 2006, around there. So they're yep. they're pretty new. But Justin Brenner was is is in Black Clover as Luck, which I haven't seen. It's on my list because I keep hearing it pop up a lot. Uh, and then he also is in Darling on the Franks or Fran XX. Sorry, don't know anime. I saw stuff about this maybe about a year ago. And I was like, mm, I bet I'll like this. Even though I know it's Gundam and that's not usually my genre, looking at the like little bit of surface details, I think I'm going to like it. So he played 9A and Darling on the uh, whatever. But hey, Spence, guess what? Um, he was oh, yeah. he was on Dread Out. He voiced that game. So that's cool. It's like season four or five of Shitstorm, I think. But um, Yes. <laughs> So I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. That's where I know him from. Neat. And then we have uh, Clifford Chapin, who is what stood out to me is that he's in Tokyo Ghoul and Attack on Titan, both of shows I do like. So I was like, oh, I've heard of him there. And the guy who does All Might, which I only wrote down the characters that he's been in. It's Christopher, Christopher Sabat. Uh, he voices All Might and he has been around for a while. Yep. Since 1993, in fact. So you might know him from a little show named Dragon Ball Z. You know, Vegeta. God, there's like three or four voices he plays in Dragon Ball Z. He also was in Yu Yu Hakusho. He was also in Host Club. And hey, did you know he played Armstrong in Full Metal? Yup. <laughs> so I chuckled hardly because, again, thinking of this fucking character, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Armstrong. That's neat. It's like, ah, it is Armstrong. Cool, cool, cool. I was just very happy that that ended up playing out. With their voice actors, they do a good job of the students tend to be newcomers, mm -hmm. like as voice actors, and the the actual heroes tend to be people who have been around for a while. That's fucking it's cool. Like this really cool fucking divide. I like that. That is well done. Um, he's also in Darling on the Franks, or uh, Fran XX, and... Yeah, so I think also Justin Justin Brenner and Clifford Chapman have also been on similar projects, and you could tell that they're, I feel like they're those new favorites that are starting to build up, and well, yep. a handful of them have been on additional voices, but they're on the same shows. I'm like, oh, I bet here in about five years we're going to see them do more iconic roles. They're they're being groomed to be more, more voice actor-y. Well, I think they were picked together because of their chemistry, because they are sort of friends in real life. Oh, that's awesome. So it's it's that Laura Bailey, Troy Baker thing mm -hmm. where they're actually friends. So they get cast in a bunch of stuff together because they play well off of one another. Because the relationship between Deku and Bakugo moving forward is going to be a wickedly goddamn important one. Even though right now it's like, oh, he was just the bully. They spent too much time Deadpool's on both of those characters for them just to be like, oh yeah, we're just bullies. I I saw the potential for queer shipping in that. It's obvious. So Oh, it's it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. But but also they have Okay, so it yeah, you'll 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 see. Fuck it. Whatever. Okay. I uh last time I we, we didn't talk about where we thought the show was going. I don't think Lucky Star needs a where's the show going? Mm -hmm. I think it stays the same the whole fucking time. I hope it does. Like, I mean, you could give a wild prediction if you want to, but I'm not sure if it's even fun. <laughs> to... I I don't think, because I think they're just going to keep doing it. And I think, like, I don't, it only went for, uh, like, one season, right? Yeah, it's it's really short. Yeah, so I don't think they graduate or anything. I think it just happens, <laughs> and then it's over. And I feel like my prediction for the show is it also isn't fun because it's, not that anime is predictable by any means, but this seems to be very formulaic, right? Mm -hmm. You have your hero, and again, it's the, the story of how he became the world's greatest hero. So I'm going to guess there's a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, I'm going to guess someone dies. I'm going to guess that um, by the time he's aged up, I'm guessing it isn't just him being a whatever greater he is now, that he's going to be mm -hmm. kind of sad and tougher and not so optimistic anymore. And But he has a tight group of friends, and there's going to be some big, big event with a superhero or supervillain. And it's probably cataclysmic or has the potential to be cataclysmic. Like, all my all my predictions aren't fun. So, yeah, I would say all of those things come true, but they're really well paced. My hero does not do filler arcs. It is one of the, like, things that people like most about it. In one season, you will go from, okay, they're, like, here, they're going to summer camp. Oh, shit, the main villain of everything just popped up. Oh, now we're back to this. And, <laughs> oh, now we're here. And you'll get, like, four solid arcs 
within one season. So the show fucking moves. Um, there is one filler episode. It focuses on like a fan favorite side character and it's one of the better episodes in the show. Okay. But other than that, everything is by the manga and moving right along with it. Nice. Like trying to get caught up. So like those predictions come true really quick and then the show keeps going. And again, you're going to meet lots of characters and the show's not going to just focus on Izuku. It kind of becomes like the whole class, like their shared class is like a character. Like, it's the only thing where it's like, oh my god, there's like 20 people in this classroom. I'm never going to learn their names. Two episodes later, it's like, oh shit, fucking Jiryu just fucking, yeah. Okay, alright. It's, yeah, they they do a good job of, you'll, you'll see. It, it goes places. So those things do come true, but they're paced out over the course of, like, actually feeling like high schoolers growing up together. Cool. It's not the top of my, my finish to watch. I am currently working on Orphan Black, so I think that's going to get cruised through first. But yep. I kind of have to be like in a certain mood to watch anime, too. Particularly. Yeah, totally. So this is going to be unique, I feel like, because usually I don't like anime that's like Naruto, uh, Bleach, what else? Um, Samurai Seven. Anything that that's really combat heavy, I'm usually not into. I just find it kind of boring after like this second, third episode of it. Like, oh great, they're in another fight. Oh great, they're in another fight. And guess what? The hero's gonna win. Uh... Shock. Um, but I don't feel like that's that's the main point of this show. I feel like they hit the emotional points soon, where like Naruto's like, oh yeah, no, it's about who can be the very best. And God, Naruto, I have a lot of feelings about that show because I really don't so, like it. But um. The way I heard about My Hero is it is literally just described as better Naruto because it follows the same story beats, but there's no filler and there's a focus on character development over those fights. Like thinking about season one, there's going to be like a trial fight to get in, but then like moving forward to like the end, um, there's like things where they're like not fighting, but doing like light sparring. Like, here's what you should do if this happens. Here's what you should blah, blah, blah. The very last episode has a big fight that's important, but it's like you're seeing, you're jumping between students doing this, students doing this, and it's more like problem solving while enemies are around rather than fighting. And then you have an all night fight. And it's like, that fight is like four minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like they, there is a lot of fighting, but it's not like every other episode. A lot of it is just, they're high schoolers. And if they're, no fights are like three episodes long. They're normally, like, five minutes of an episode. Um, Like, even the fight against the big bad that just happened wasn't very long. It was, like, half of an episode. It wasn't like Frieza, where it's like, here's half a season of fighting. (laughs) Um, It's like, here's a very plot-driven, dialogue-based fight between these two characters. I I think my biggest concern comes down to uh, what I call my Bethesda Syndrome. Where I yes. feel like I will enjoy the first two hours of it and then feel like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again and be done. Once, Particularly once it gets past like the trial point or once it really establishes characters, then I'll be like, okay, that was nice. Like, and I, I, cause that's something I know about myself in shows like that where it's like, okay, I really like big cast characters, but if this is the concept, I'm probably not going to stick around. Once all the intro stuff and once I feel like I know what's going on, I'll probably peace out. But yeah. I'll keep everybody updated as we are want to do. And yeah, I, I, again, not the top of my list. I don't think I'll finish it when I do fin- start watching it, but it's not bad. Me, me not being able to finish it or not wanting to finish it or whatever else, I don't think speaks about the quality of the show. I think if you like anime and you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I think that if you like good story, you should watch it. Yeah, those are kind of my parting thoughts on it. Dope. Did you have any questions or like concern or was any, anything you wanted to know from me that I didn't address? Um, I talked a hmm. lot, so... And I like when you tell me I that I got so. stuff right on the first try, so. <laughs> I I think, uh, I think, like, you're good. Because I, I think everything I want to talk about is stuff that happens not in these first two episodes. Okay, fair enough. So you're good. Okay. Well, man, I think, I think this episode's ready to wrap. I'm trying to think, what's our next, what's our next show? I have no fucking idea. God, if only we wrote it down. We wrote it somewhere. I, I'm almost looking at it. I'm in season four of Californication I fucking already. believe it. <laughs> a week later. Yep, I, I have been fucking breezing through that show. Did you find a new uh, school show for me to watch? Oh, shit, that's right. Um, 
Because if not, what I... we can do is that uh, you can watch the first episode of Clueless, and I'll watch the first episode of season five of Community. Sure. Yeah. No, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because school shows, I don't watch many. I don't know of any, so I would have to find a new one. And that was no fun. Yeah, because then I can't, like, I would be in the same boat as you. <laughs> All right, then, yeah, so uh, next time we're going to go with a nice, solid school theme. Uh, not Saved by the Bell or anything, stuff that's really, really obvious. So I, I don't know, Spencer, I like the idea of you watching Clueless. I don't remember it being a super great show, but it's pretty nostalgic for me. Uh, and okay. God, if, if you're able to find it, you're really good about finding TV shows, though. So I'm not worried. And then I will watch the first episode of season five of Community because, boy, do I feel like that show fell off the wagon. But he swears that it gets better. No, everyone swears that season five and six are where the shows that it's strongest. Mm, I'm not sure. That's why I want to throw you back against it because it's like, oh, they all become teachers. No, Jeff becomes a teacher and it's because the whole show he has been teaching. So now it's it's like him, like... Oh, I want to be a lawyer. No, you don't, Jeff. You you want to have people listen to you, and you want to share your wisdom that you learned living this shitty fucking life. And you we're gonna like, talk about it next week, Spencer. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna think, be great. I think you're gonna have more to say about it than I will. Cause I think I've gotten halfway through season five, and I quit. Yeah, but I'm willing to rewatch the 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 first episode of season five, even though it's not technically a pilot. It still was like a, a just it's different. It's a different vibe to the rest of the show. It, we're allowed to do whatever we want. It's our fucking it's, show. It's, whatever. Yeah, it's our fucking show. There's rules, Spencer. God damn it. All right. Yeah, but the rules that we make up every week. So we're good. <laughs> we're solid. This is, yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point, maybe. I don't know. It's about having fun, I guess. What's fun without rules, though? Who boy. All right. Well, hey, guys. Uh, if you have some strong feelings about anime and feel like we butchered the shit out of this episode, uh, don't fucking tell us because we don't really care. We don't want to know. <laughs> Usually I would say let us know your thoughts and tell us how wrong we are, but I think we already might know that we're wrong and we just don't care. So we know we're right is the end note on that. We, we know we're It'll right. Go be one of those people who leaves fucking comments on Crunchyroll. <laughs> this is it. This is going to be the episode where we start getting negative reviews, Spence. I hope so. 